we don't have a fancy countdown clock because we're in radio and you couldn't see it anyway. But we can tell you that there is uh, fewer, I believe, than uh, 59 and a half hours mm-hmm. uh, before we have this uh, UAW deal expire. And uh, there may well be 24-7 negotiations. We know there was a flurry. I think Sean Fain was at at least at the table with each one of the automakers for part of the negotiations yesterday. Let's get an update uh, as we also remind you that it's uh, Tuesday and time for Mobility Makers brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road is important, but getting generations down the road is even more important. Uh, brought to you by Bridgestone. Let's check in with Phoebe Wall Howard, automotive reporter for the Detroit Free Press. Phoebe, good morning. Good morning to you. At least based on the reporting yesterday, it sounded like that there, if there was one automaker that seemed to be giving, sending out encouraging news, it was Stellantis. Was it based on fact? Uh, yes, it was based on fact. The UAW and the automakers have negotiated through the weekend. Through yesterday, more offers will be going back and forth over the next 24 hours. Uh, Stellantis executives were particularly rough on the UAW in the beginning, and they are the first to put out uh, a letter to salaried workers with an update saying they're making good progress. And uh, and so that's the first update in writing. Uh, Ford and GM are proceeding very aggressively, and uh, and we'll see what unfolds. You know, Sean Fain says, it's uh, Phoebe, that it's unfortunate that the companies have waited until the last moments to get focused. I mean, that's usually what happens in these uh, in these types of negotiations when it gets close to the uh, reckoning bell. Uh, everybody gets serious and to try to avoid a strike. It's an interesting situation. Um, Ford was the first to put forth a proposal, and of course, the UAW uh, filed an official complaint with the Federal Labor Board against General Motors and Stellantis, arguing that they were not negotiating in good faith and that they were stalling. What's interesting is all three automakers already uh, have increased their offers, improved their offers, and um, I'm getting letters and emails from factory workers saying, give us the comparisons point by point. So little things like profit sharing uh, increases may not seem like a big deal to a lot of folks, but it is a big deal to these workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stellantis gives $900 for every $1,000, uh, every billion dollars in profit. Both GM and Ford give more. So Stellantis right now is at a 14.5% wage increase with no bonuses. That's their offer on the table. Uh, you've got General Motors at 10%. You've got Ford uh, 9% initially, now 10%. Ford is an interesting situation because it's 6% the first year, 3% the second year, 4% the third year, 3% the fourth year. So they're, they're, um, they're all looking at ratification bonuses, getting $5,500 to sign the contract. Um, these are very aggressive discussions, not, frankly, very, very different environment than what we covered in 2019. Very different in terms of level of detail and both sides drilling down. Phoebe, Sean Fain has, quote unquote, declared war on the three automakers. We've watched his videos. He's been very aggressive. Do you think ultimately this is going to be successful for him? I think it depends on your definition of success. Part of what Sean Fain is doing on behalf of the UAW and partnering with unions like the Teamsters 
is he is not just fighting for UAW hourly workers, he's fighting for all workers. And he would be the first to say that. When I interview analysts behind the scenes, and they say they don't want to alienate the automakers, they say, you know, the global economy has been stuck for 20 years, that nobody has had a significant raise, not just auto workers, but across the economy. So Sean Fain has stepped into the spotlight and sort of become a superstar, honestly. You know, when we go out into the field, people agree and disagree with his tactics, but they appreciate the fact that everyone is talking about compensation for everyday workers. So in answer to your question, is it successful? I think by definition, that is a success in his terms. But we are seeing uh, more increases already. If you remember, the first thing the union said from the outset is they wanted double-digit wage increases. People laughed and said it was a ridiculous concept. Mm -hmm. At this moment in time, all three automakers are proposing double-digit increases. You know, it's it's interesting, and maybe I'm stretching the parallel, but in terms of when you talk to the rank and file, they say, he's in there fighting for us. We want a fighter. Well, it's not unlike what some Republicans have been saying about Donald Trump, that that is something that they prize, that they feel they've got a grievance and they want somebody that will uh, fight for them on that and get that grievance resolved. What has Sean Fain given up? Do we know? Are they still talking about a 32-hour work week? Can you demand a double-digit wage increase while saying they're going to you're going to work 20% less? Um, Sean Fain and the UAW have dialed back some of their um, requests, but we'll find out in the next 48 hours. Really, I would say the next 24 hours. Uh, so I don't think they're putting that on the table. I think there's flexibility in the negotiation room. When we talk to the people behind the scenes confidentially and ask on both sides what's happening, there is more flexibility, um, but there is more push uh, and in a way that the automakers haven't seen. And they're reexamining what they think is worth it right now and what's possible. Frankly, some of the automakers are seeing more possibility in terms of money than they have in the past. Uh, again, this is this is a, an industry that these workers only pay three percent on health care, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, all of us, the average is about 30 percent. Um, you know, they get 401k. So there are solid benefits. But again, what's so fascinating is you mentioned Donald Trump and a lot of these folks, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, they really do want to fight. And one of the factory workers I interviewed yesterday said, we love our employers. We love GM. We love Ford. We love Stellantis. I mean, he was very vocal. And he said, but that's not the point. The point is we're all going backwards and we, and now's the time. So um, nationally people are watching Detroit and uh, we'll see what happens. The automakers are mindful of that. This is a sensitive time, uh, but the fighting is not happening in the negotiation room. The tone in the public is very different than what's happening in the negotiation rooms. That's a really good point to make. So what should we be watching for today, Phoebe? Well, we have 48 hours. It is essential. Really, I think of the three automakers, Stellantis is putting forth a very optimistic tone. Again, remind yourself, Stellantis employs about 43,000 workers, GM about 50,000, and Ford has the most at 57,000. I suspect Ford will lead the way. Uh, You've got some automakers who really want a deal done uh, by today. 
you will have uh, versions going back and forth. And of course, the auto show, you know, you've got Ford launching, revealing the F-150 tonight. So a lot is happening. Uh, the next 24 hours are essential, but nobody, nobody wants to go down to the wire at 11.59 on Thursday. So today and tomorrow are crucial. Uh, we think that at least one automaker will have a tentative agreement. That's the goal we're hearing behind the scenes. But these companies are very aggressive about getting something right. done. And we will be watching uh, for the latest developments in the Detroit Free Press under Phoebe Wall-Howard's byline and, and, and elsewhere. Phoebe, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is, we know it's going to be a 24-7 assignment uh, for the next three days. She seemed to think that deals could be done. Yeah. That strike is not looming. Yeah. I'm not so sure I'm of that. So I sure think for either. credibility, I think Sean Fain has to have at least a brief strike yeah. to say that. It may not be long. That he went to the and it may not be every automaker. That's true. May not be. But, yeah, I, again, it's it's balancing the rhetoric that we hear versus the tone that we don't hear behind the scenes. Right. And it sounds like, and I thought that was important from her, that it's been very professional <clears throat> behind the scenes. 645 on Newstalk 760 WJR. Uh, when we come back... The uh, the bulletproof train. Who knew you needed one? Uh, Kim Jong-un headed to Russia. Not good news uh, for the U.S. We'll get the latest from Fox next.